Hello everyone, welcome back to Daily Gospel Exegesis. We're continuing in the Sermon on the Mount today, so we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 42. Some really interesting teachings from Jesus here. So, if you're new to the podcast, what we do is we read out the passage from today's Catholic Mass, and then we'll have a go at providing an exegesis of the passage. So, what might it have meant in its original context? So today's passage, Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 42. Jesus said to his disciples, You have learnt how it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I say this to you, offer the wicked man no resistance. On the contrary, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, offer him the other as well. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic... Let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone orders you to go one mile, go two miles with him. Give to anyone who asks, and if anyone wants to borrow, do not turn away. So, a challenging teaching here from Jesus, or a number of challenging teachings. We'll have a go at doing an exegesis. There are different interpretations, even among Catholics, on the best way to understand some of these commandments. So, just to recap, we're in the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus has already, by now, he's already listed a few of these, you have heard that it was said, but I say to you, he's said quite a few of those. Jesus' basic idea in this section on the Sermon on the Mount is that the Jews of the time, particularly the Pharisees, they knew the external requirements of the law very well, but Jesus now reveals that the, tr- the true way of following the law is through the interior transformation that God wants. And that was the whole point of the laws. So he's in this section where he's come to reveal uh, the true purpose of some particular laws from the Old Testament. Now, with each of the things he's going to list today, he's not saying this law is wrong, but he is going to say something like this. The way you have heard it taught and emphasized is only a partial fulfillment of God's intention for that law. There is a much deeper and more meaningful way of doing God's will in relation to this law. So, in other words, Jesus is telling his audience, some who are disciples, some possibly not, there's a large crowd here, he's telling them that fulfilling the external requirements of the law is necessary, but there's more to it as well. There needs to be an interior transformation. So, first example, verse 38, you have learnt how it was said, so the Jews at the time would have learnt... Um, God's law from the Pharisees and the other rabbis as part of their education as a Jew. All the Jews knew the law very well. Eye for eye and tooth for tooth. Now, this quote, this famous quote, is from Exodus chapter 21, verses 24. And it's often called the lex talionis, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. The first thing to say about this law is that in context, it was given as a civil law, to ensure that the Israelites didn't inflict more punishment than was required. So the point of the Lex Talionis in Exodus was to set the maximum boundaries of possible revenge, to ensure that things were proportional. It made sure that someone didn't um, do a worse harm in the process of doing revenge when they are wronged. So it set the maximum limits for revenge, basically. It appears that the Jews at the time of Jesus were applying this civil law. Remember, this is a civil law that was given. They were using it to justify their own personal vengeance. 
So in context, the Exodus law was supposed to be about law courts and the way that they decided which punishments were appropriate and it was setting the maximum boundaries. But in the time of Jesus, they used the Lex Talionis on an individual level to justify them taking their own revenge in individual personal situations. So that's one aspect of this that we need to keep in mind. They were probably abusing the Lex Talionis law in a way that it was never meant to be used anyway. Verse 39, but I say this to you. So Jesus, he's the authoritative interpreter of God's law because he's God himself. He's now going to indicate the deeper, truer meaning of this eye for eye and tooth for tooth law. Offer the wicked man no resistance. Now, first thing, notice it's wicked man. So for this verse, we're dealing with someone who is clearly doing you wrong. Offer them no resistance. Now, this is difficult to interpret. Jesus doesn't, is probably not advocating um, not using self-defense. Jesus probably wants people to use self-defense when they're genuinely threatened. So he's not talking about that. Most likely he's using hyperbole here. And we know that he's using exaggerations and hyperboles in other passages in Matthew 5 and 6. So there's the possibility of exaggeration here. So that gives us two possible interpretations of offer the wicked man no resistance. So he could mean, literally, don't resist when people are doing evil to you. That could just be the basic meaning for his immediate audience. But if there's an element of exaggeration, perhaps he means something like this. Don't let your desire for self-centeredness and revenge dominate your thinking when you're dealing with wicked people. So either of those could be right. I tend to lean towards it being a literal commandment to not offer resistance in particular situations because he goes on to give very concrete examples of what that looks like. Remember, let's keep in mind Jesus' main point here. He's telling them that they are using the Lex Talionis incorrectly. They are using it for private vengeance when it was only ever meant to be used as a civil law. So that's the main thing he wants to emphasize. At a minimum, he's saying that the Lex Talionis law does not justify taking individual vengeance in personal situations. He's certainly saying that. He's now going to give some examples that challenge his disciples to resist the temptation to return one offense for another. Jesus does not want people um, just returning one offense for another, so it's an infinite chain of offenses. The key theme here in the examples that we're going to look at is that in each case, The person is unjustly persecuted by a wicked person, so they do genuinely have wrong done to them. But Jesus' point in each case is endure it anyway. In fact, return their evil with kindness. So Jesus says in each of the cases that I'm going to talk about, you want to return evil with kindness. And he's going to tell us why at the end of the passage as well. So here's the first specific example in verse 39. On the contrary, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, Offer him the other as well. So you've probably heard um, people talk about what it means to have a right cheek slap. So, and that is certainly a factor here. A slap on the right cheek in that culture, but because everyone was right-handed, basically, that would be a backhanded slap to to have a slap on the right cheek. If you try and sort of visualize that, if you're slapped on the right cheek by someone's right hand, that is a backhanded slap. According to the Mishnah, which was um, a body of Jewish teaching at the time, not God's word, but certainly well respected by the Jews, to give someone a backhand slap was a very insulting thing to do. And if it happened to a Jew, they could demand 
double the normal financial penalty compared to a normal slap. So they had the legal right, according to the Mishnah, to demand exceptional um, repayments if they had a backhanded slap happen to them. But notice what Jesus says here. He says that even if you get slapped in the worst possible way, rather than getting financial compensation, which they were legally entitled to, and Jesus doesn't deny that, he says you need to rather endure further insult by offering your other cheek. And that's pretty radical. This person has been unjustly attacked, basically, with an unnecessarily hard backhand slap, so they do have a legal right to respond, but Jesus says don't do that. Instead, offer the other cheek. Now, if there's a hyperbole here, again, Jesus might be exaggerating, and it would be something like this. There is merit in suffering righteously rather than retaliating. Next example, verse 40. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. So we need to understand the distinction between tunics and cloaks. So Jewish men wore two garments. They had a tunic, which was an inner garment, and a cloak, which was like a larger, heavier outer garment. One, a person could be sued for his tunic as part of the repayments. If, um, if someone has done wrong to you, you could sue them to have their tunic because it's sort of considered an unnecessary inner garment. But you couldn't sue someone for their coat because the coat was essential for a person to keep warm. It was not, you couldn't ask for someone's coat because that would be depriving them of a necessity. But notice what Jesus says here. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. So rather than seeking compensation or rather than trying to retaliate if someone tries to take your tunic, Jesus says, don't go that path. Don't fight it. Instead, offer your cloak as well. And that was a real situation that they would have been faced with. So Jesus really expects his disciples to do that, it would appear. So it's a theme of righteous suffering, suffering uh, for doing good and despite unjust persecution. Verse 41, if anyone orders you to go one mile, now this is again a real law that existed at the time, a Roman soldier could legally force a Jew to carry the Romans' equipment for up to one mile. That was a law that existed at the time. And they forced the Jews to do it. They said, take my stuff for a mile. And of course, that's what happened to Simon the Cyrenian who helped Jesus carry his cross. They basically enacted the Roman law and said, you have to carry this cross. So here Jesus says, if anyone orders you to do that, go two miles. So the teaching here, let's think about the gravity of it. He's telling his Jewish disciples to show extreme generosity to the Romans. That would be shocking given how much the Romans were persecuting them. Show extreme generosity to the Romans, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're being unjustly persecuted. Verse 42, give to anyone who asks. So do not withhold things selfishly, is the idea there, and that's fair. If anyone wants to borrow, do not turn away. So again, we see this theme of giving oneself. Even when it hurts, give of yourself to other people. Now, of course, there's more to this passage, and towards the end here, Jesus is going to say why he's given them all these laws, and particularly in relation to what it tells us about God. If we follow these laws, what's it going to show to the rest of the world about God? And so that will continue uh, in verses 43 to 48, and that is read 
on Tuesday of week 11 in Ordinary Time, and you might be listening to this podcast as part of that cycle. It's also read on Saturday of the first week of Lent. So in this passage, let's try and summarize it. There are different interpretations of how literally Jesus is to be taken, but it appears that what he's saying overall is he wants his disciples not to take personal revenge. Don't take, uh, don't return one offense for another. Rather, Jesus says, return evil with kindness in your personal life. So this is, doesn't appear to be a command about uh, legal proceedings in court. It's about what to do in a personal possible revenge situation. In the next part of the sermon, he's going to intensify things even further because he's going to say, love your enemies. And so it's well worth looking at that um, particular episode as well uh, because, of course, the enemies of the Jews at that time were the Romans. So Jesus is going to get really controversial. So let's turn to the Catechism. There's only one paragraph that makes reference to verses 38 to 42. And it's paragraph 2443 in the section about love for the poor. It says, God blesses those who come to the aid of the poor and rebukes those who turn away from them. Quote, give to him who begs from you. Do not refuse him who would borrow from you. So that quote there is from verse 42 that we heard today. Catholics, according to the catechism, are required to come to the aid of the poor and give to those who beg from you. Do not refuse him who would borrow from you. That is a command for all Christians in all time. So it's a passage that's well worth um, studying and thinking about and meditating about. And just as we finish today's episode, I want to remind you that you can get in contact with me via the email address for the podcast, which is logicalbiblestudy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you're learning from the podcast. How did you originally find the podcast? What do you like about it? What would you like to see more of? Uh, And you can ask any questions about the Bible as well, and I'll do my best to answer them. If you've benefited from this podcast for a long time, then please consider becoming a supporter of the ministry so that we can make the ministry even better and do more things, get the word out to more people. We need your support to do that because there is no other financial support uh, for this small ministry. If you would like to do that, then please uh, take a look at the Patreon link in the show notes and have a look at all the um, benefits that are available to you if you have a go at that. Thank you, and we'll see you again tomorrow. (music) 